Hello, and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show where we try to scare the shit out of you with some urban legends. I said this was going to be different. It's definitely going to be different from what we've done, but it's still fucking weird. And that's what we do around here because that's what we like. We like to get weird, yo. We like to get weird. We like to make you want to look in the backseat of your car when you get in there. And I think we'll be able to accomplish that today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, We like to live our lives on alert at all times, and we feel like you should too. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't enjoy just being paranoid about your surroundings? Yeah, just be a little bit concerned about everyone around you all the time. Even the people you know. Yeah. Because you, you know what? It's always someone you know. If I, it, It'll probably be Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have a little of the darkness in me. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, today's going to be fun. We actually had breakfast this morning. Yay! It was delicious. Maddie had a uh, sausage and egg toaster scrambler with some fucking strudel icing on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see... You should never, I wanted to have a toaster strudel, but I also wanted a scrambler, so I wanted sweet and savory, and I put them in the toaster at the same time, and when they popped out, I had no idea which one was which, and I just guessed, and I guessed wrong. But I ate it still, and I'll tell you, it wasn't bad. Oh, that makes my stomach turn. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't the worst. I was able to eat all of it and still enjoy the cheese and the icing. (laughs) Uh, I I hate that so much. (laughs) It couldn't have gone any worse. (laughs) It really couldn't have. Because I mean, it could have, but you could eat a like a wild berry toaster strudel with no icing, and it's gonna taste good still. Right. You're not. That doesn't ruin it. No. Putting icing on a cheese and egg scrambler. Eh. That's not what you want. But it's what you got. (laughs) It's what I got. (laughs) And I mean, let's be honest. With toaster scramblers and toaster strudels, it's it's the pastry that's the best part anyways. That is true. That is true. Um, I wonder what kind of... Is this puff pastry, do you think? I don't feel like it is. Maybe a little bit? (sighs) Maybe half puff pastry? Half pastry? I don't know. I don't know. We should ask Paul Hollywood. Paul, can you weigh in, please? Please. What is it? toaster strudel made of because it really is delicious i want to make one i just they're so comforting to me yeah i just fucking love them yeah it it reminds me of treats as a child because we didn't always have toaster strudels they were too expensive there were i you know i have four siblings so one but we each get one yeah when you get a single box of toaster strudels. They're not going to last you several days. They're going to be gone immediately. Oh, yeah. And we were poor, so we didn't have them. And now the scramblers used to come in boxes of six, and now they come in a box of four. Yeah. What is that? Some bullshit. Because I eat two when I eat them. Most people eat two when you eat any. Pop-tarts. Waffles. Scramblers. Waffles. Eggs. Regular toaster strudels, eat two of them. Toast. Yeah. Pieces of pizza. You're going to eat, you eat in pairs. Yeah. You get two egg rolls when you go and eat Chinese. I get seven. I eat (laughs) two. (laughs) Listen, if I'm at a Chinese buffet, like I'm going to the egg rolls. Yeah. And just starting with that. I'm just kidding. I don't actually eat seven egg rolls at a Chinese buffet, but I fucking would. Yeah. I typically will eat one egg roll and one crab rangoon mm-hmm. and then a lot of noodles. I have not been to a Chinese buffet in so long and it's really impacting my life. Yeah. They're all still closed. Jesus. I don't know how much longer I could do this. I know. I know. Uh, and honestly, I think... All Chinese restaurants or any Asian cuisine, except, I don't know, because, like, raw sushi in Leewood, 
you can go in and dine in. Obviously, they have, like, certain tables blocked off that you can't sit at. But, like, any regular Chinese restaurant, if you order food, it's, like, a basically like a walk-up. Yeah. Like, you can't go in and sit down. No. Which is fine. It's smart. And, honestly, (laughs) if I'm ordering Chinese food, I'm taking it home anyway. Like, I'm not... Ordering China China eighty eight in Lee Summit and going and sitting in there. I'm going home. Yeah, I mean, I do miss sitting down at Master Walk because their food is so good and so fresh. Like especially their soup and mm-hmm. their tea. But yeah, I mean, we've gotten it to go a lot. It's still good. Yeah, and they're just efficient as fuck. They yeah. gave me a reusable solo cup, so that was cool. Hell yeah, yeah. So I don't Anyways. know. Well, I think we're getting there. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, you know, Dakota and I are both fully vaccinated at this point, mainly for travel purposes. I'm just going to move into a Chinese buffet when it opens back up, honestly. (laughs) Sleep under one of the booths. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get your hair stuck in gum. (laughs) Jesus. Gross. Speaking of gum, Chip, our good friend, a member of the team... He has saved me from the brink of madness. Yes. So, you guys heard my struggle with Orbit gum. Ugh. They're they're making their their shit difficult. Their it's customers' ridiculous. lives are being impacted <laughs> because they can't get the gum out of the goddamn package. I don't understand that. Why glue? It? Like, why get it? What are you doing yeah. to the paper? What is the paper? What purpose is the paper serving? The in box there? closes. Yeah. And there's plastic around it. Yeah. Let people let me live. access your gum. Yeah. Without it being a fucking shit show. It's after lunch. I have salad every day for lunch and I have dressing that's very garlicky and very dilly. I <laughs> very dilly. I love that. I need gum post lunch. I just yeah, simply and you need do. It. And you need it right then i'm wearing a mask all day at work i can't be smelling <laughs> lunch garlic all day lunch garlic what do you what do you want from me orbit so chip said get five gum and it'll you will be fine <laughs> like just get the just gum. stop it get the five <laughs> gum which dakota choose five gum okay so i should have known do so you like it i liked it good I still wish Stride <laughs> would come back and give me what I need. It's you but feel it's better, good. but you're not fully whole again. Correct. I'm not fully whole, but five gum, I can get it out of the package. It tastes good, and it does last a long time without getting tough. So it's checked the boxes. Thank you, Chip. I will survive. I. I like to chew gum. Mm-hmm. I don't ever have gum. Mm. Um, but I don't choose Orbit. Yeah, because of that. So, very yeah. understandable. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna straight up come for us one day. Yeah, they're gonna be like, listen here, fuckers. <laughs> they're gonna leave like I've already been talking shit about porch. our packaging. <laughs> uh oh goodness. But before we get into today's topic um i'm gonna let maddie go over these these are some big things that have happened in the past week Mm -hmm. and we think they're very important one of them is very local to us and has been a long time coming so madeline all righty so we have come to the law corner um so first of all uh, one of the big cases in our area is a uh, double murder, and it's literally in the county that we live in. Yes. Um, and I worked at the court that handled this case. Mm-hmm. So um, Kyler used his trial happened. It was a 10-day trial, mm-hmm. and he was tried the jury was out for two days deliberating and that's a long ass time it is and typically 
what you see in jury deliberations is that the longer the deliberation goes, the worse it looks for the prosecution. Mm -hmm. So they're calling things into question and they're looking at the evidence and the longer it goes, the more likely they're going to either acquit or do lesser charges. Right. So I, we were texting during the live updates while the jury was out and I was like, the longer it went, like all day at work, I was like, this guy is acquitted. Like yeah. he's not guilty. Mm-hmm. They're going to find him not guilty. That he's going to leave today and yeah. be 20 miles away from us. Yeah. But uh they did come back with guilty verdicts. So he was found guilty of voluntary manslaughter for the death of Kara Kapetsky. She went missing in 2007. God, that's so long ago. So long ago. And he was found guilty of second-degree murder for the death of Jessica Runyons. She went missing in 2016. And both remains were found together in 2017. Yeah. So, I mean, he had a spot and put both girls there. Right. He has not yet been officially sentenced, but the sentence recommended by the jury is 15 years for voluntary manslaughter and 30 years for second-degree murder. These are the maximums for those charges, um, and they are recommending them to be served consecutive so that he would serve 45 years, as opposed to concurrent, which would end up just being the 30 if they were served at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Judge Collins has set a June hearing date to actually sentence him. So he has the option to accept the sentence or impose a lesser sentence. He can't obviously impose a greater sentence. So we'll update you when he's officially sentenced. Yeah. So there's some misconception out here that I have seen on social media where people are saying that he is sentenced to life in prison, which... No... He has not been sentenced to life in prison. This is the the law in Missouri. So for second degree murder, they call the sentence life in prison to be maxim to the maximum of 30 years. Mm-hmm. So it is not life in prison. He's not going to stay in prison for the rest of his life. No, because he's still young. He is going to get If Judge Collins accepts the sentence, he's going to get 30 years for second-degree murder and 15 years for voluntary manslaughter to total 45 years. He is 32, Mm -hmm. so he'll be mid-70s when he gets out. Yeah. If he's not paroled before that, he could be, potentially. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeing on social media, Kyler, you sentenced to life in prison, that is wildly misleading. Yep. Please read into it and get the actual duration of the sentence because it is not life in prison. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so I, much. I hate that kind of. I've seen. I don't understand that. I, I've seen I really so, don't. If you're not versed in like legalese and the vernacular of the law, you would just think this guy is going to be in prison for the rest of his life. Well, yeah. It. Yeah. That's just what, and it's like, that's the headline of these articles. Kyler Use, life in prison. Mm-hmm. No. No. False. That is wildly misleading. Please stop doing that. Ridiculous. Oh. You, you think 45 years, you think the duration of someone's life. That's what's happening. Oh, to- oh those are totally equivalent. The, I mean, he's probably not going to die in prison. So no, that's not yeah. life in prison. Honestly, he'll probably not serve 45. Probably not. He'll probably get paroled at mm-hmm. some point. Yeah. He, and that's prob- likely going to happen. Sorry to shoot down the dreams of people, but does he deserve to spend the rest of his life in prison? Of course he does. He yeah. killed two girls mm-hmm. just because they didn't want to date him anymore. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the situation is people typically s- serve about 
a third to a ha- to half of their actual sentence. That's yeah. just the way it is. It's just the way it is most of the time. Sorry, we are both in the court system and have worked there for a long time. And it sucks, but <laughs> it's the way how it is. is. That's just how it is. So, anyway, on to the second one that we all know about. We've all heard this, we all followed it, and that is the sentencing of Derek Chauvin, the murderer of George Floyd. He his trial happened and he has also received a guilty verdict on all charges. Um this one I wasn't surprised about. I figured no he would be found guilty. So he was charged with second degree murder and found guilty. Third degree murder and found guilty. Second degree manslaughter found guilty. So a lot of people are confused about what third degree murder is. Not every state has third degree murder. We don't here in Missouri mm-hmm. because it's uh, the le- the law school description of this is reckless disregard for human life. Yeah. Most states put that under the category of voluntary manslaughter. So typically what you see with a charge like that is DUI. Mm-hmm. Drunk driving resulting in death is usually voluntary manslaughter. Yeah. Reckless disregard for human life or something like that. Discharging a weapon into the air and someone getting killed. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that usually comes with that charge. Um, the second degree manslaughter is culpable negligence causing unreasonable risk. Which could also be the things I just said. Yeah, I think so, it, too. The lines between these these two charges are very thin. Mm-hmm. They're very close to being the same. Um, but the prosecution threw those out in case they didn't get the second-degree murder. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. That's typical of uh, the state doing, throwing all the charges that they could argue for and trying to at least get one of them. Yeah. So you argue for the most severe charge and hope that the lesser ones follow. Yeah. Kind of like a domino effect. So he's not been sentenced. Uh, The judge will sentence in about six weeks. Um, It's not super clear if they're... They didn't talk about a jury recommendation. They didn't talk about if they are going to sentence consecutively or concurrently the judge could do either um but the max sentence in minnesota for the most serious charge which is second degree murder is 12 and a half years which me is so weird because here our second degree murder for kyler use is 30 that's a huge difference that's less than half that's not a long time Twelve and a half years? That is crazy. I just don't understand. Why why twelve and a half? Yeah. Twelve and a half. Half of twenty-five, but I... I... It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. doesn't. Um, So, but it does say on the article that I read about this after the the verdict came out is that prosecutors are seeking a longer sentence due to aggravating factors. So, we'll see how that plays out at sentencing. Again, we'll keep an eye on this and update Yeah, whenever the sentencing is actually done. Absolutely. So, those are, those are the big current events, topics that we couldn't not talk about. Yeah. So, if you guys were feeling any type of way when you heard the verdicts, email us. We want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. On those. I was completely flabbergasted at seeing that <clears throat> their second-degree murder sentence is 12.5 as a maximum. I can't with that one. That's outrageous. This dude definitely deserves more than that. Yes. Of course. Uh, that's not enough. So, of course. We'll see how that plays out in the courts. <sighs> okay, so what's our topic today? Today, we're going to talk about cropsy (laughs) and it's 
it's just, I don't know. I almost find like this very weird comfort in like urban legend spooky stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just thought it would be really fun to do something like that because we've been doing a lot of heavy shit lately. We have been hitting heavy. And, you know, we were absent last week. I am, I mean, my whole household is finally feeling better. I thought I was, this, I was like, this is how I go out. <laughs> this, is, this is it for me. <laughs> um, I probably sound a little off in recording. Like, I can hear my voice, like, what's the word? Uh, the, like, the gravel a mm-hmm. little bit. A little more than normal. But I'm just glad to be back. I'm so glad to be feeling better. I tried to go to work Thursday and they're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. But um, so, yeah, we just thought this would be fun and different. And honestly, we're probably going to do this more often. Yeah, we'll probably do a lot, uh, a lot more of the ghost stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I lo- supernatural shit. Love it. Yeah. I, I love a good ghost story. I like a haunting. Oh, me too. Part of me wishes that I would have live in a house that is a little haunted. I mean, I grew up in a house that was haunted. Hell yeah. Very haunted. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So we're going to like, before we get into it, we're going to talk about like some things that scare us from being kids. Yeah. And still scare us to this day. Yeah. That our, are our completely, own. completely fake. Yeah. The we're we're gonna tell you our own scary stories. Really short synopsis before we get into Yeah. yeah. Um for mine it's not super interesting, but other than <clears throat> so first of all, the Blair Witch Project shook my world. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember watching it. With my best friend Cheyenne, we were probably 13 or 14. Oh, shit. It was already old by then. Yeah. And I remember us being on my mom's couch watching this movie, middle of the day. Everything was fine. And we were just like holding on to each other, which is weird because I love scary movies now. Like, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot to scare me. Yeah. Um, But other than The Blair Witch, I, any time... I am driving down a back road or a gravel road at like dusk nighttime, which is weird because of where we live. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm always on a back road at some point. You know, I have to get on one to get to my mom's, but automatically think of Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> like if little headlights pop up over like in front of me, I'm like, this is it. It's going to happen. I've been expecting this for a really long time, and now my eyeballs are going to be plucked out. Damn it. So that's really it for me. It's not very specific, but I'm an adult, and I shouldn't think about Jeepers Creepers, and I do. (laughs) Well, that song is so... It's the song. I the, really think it is. I The juxtaposition between what the movie is about and that song yes. is wildly creepy. I just... Sometimes when I close my eyes, I... That last scene, I think it's the first movie, like, where the song is playing and the people are in, like, that room. And I'm just like, oh, my God, it's going to happen right now. (laughs) I know that person's driving a really nice truck, but maybe it's not an actual person. But, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I shouldn't think of that shit, but I do. I mean, it's understandable. It, you know, it has affected you. It has. So, my story is all it also affects me to this day. So when I was in elementary school, so we're talking like 99, 2000-ish mm-hmm. era, the huge thing at my school was the scary stories to tell in the dark books. Yeah. And honestly... They, I can't have been there. I can't believe they were in an elementary school library. Yeah. Um, when I was getting ready and assembling the outline for this episode, I was looking through them because I just, I knew the story that I wanted to tell. Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember the title. Yeah. And so I was going through all the stories and there are three volumes 
And I was looking at the art and the titles of the stories that are in them yeah. and what they're about. And I was like, what the fuck? These are horrifying. <laughs> These are actually scary. Yeah, I don't understand it, why that was ranked at that level. I I agree. I mean, <laughs> there's like legitimately scary stories. Yeah. And I'm reading them at age eight and nine. There's scarier stories in those books and there are like rated R scary movies. Yes, absolutely. Do we need to do something about this? I I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I really think that because like the Goosebumps books were really popular when I was in elementary school as well. And those yeah. have some legitimately scary. They were scary. Stories. A little silly. A little. They were, like, silly scary. Yeah. So a, li- a lot more age appropriate. Right. Um, but I loved all that when I was young. I loved to go home and watch Are You Afraid of the Dark on Nickelodeon. <laughs> and I read Goosebumps. I read Scary Stories. I But I also wasn't censored as a kid, so I watched adult scary movies as a kid. Yeah, I think the first adult scary movie I remember is an Indiana Jones movie. Oh it, well, isn't scary. That is, yeah, yeah, not a horror it was film. very scary, but to um, me at the time, yeah, it's the lava scene with like oh. the kid hanging out. Yeah, 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 fucked me up. Yeah, that one. Yeah, um, terrifying. I think the first scary movie that I watched that I really liked was I Know What You Did Last Summer. Oh, the Hook yeah, Guy. Yeah, yeah, I loved that movie. A slasher film. A slasher. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Honestly, I thought Coneheads was much scarier than I know what you did last summer. And my little sister, the youngest, she fucking loved Coneheads. Every time we would go to the video store to rent movies, she was like, I want Coneheads. And we're like, shut the fuck up on the Coneheads. We are not watching any more of that bullshit. It was. Coneheads. Oh, uh, it was the worst. That's anyway. Amazing. Yeah, sis. You're the reason why I watched Coneheads 48 times. <laughs> Which was unnecessary. No one needs to see it that many times. Um, <laughs> but oh. the one story from the Scary Stories books that stuck with me to adulthood was one called High Beams. Now, horrifying. <laughs> so... <laughs> um, so it's a woman, she's driving in a car at night. She's driving home from, obviously it doesn't say where she's Mm -hmm. going from, but there's someone following her, like another car, and they keep flashing their brights at her. And she's like, doesn't know it too. She's like, oh my God, this person is following me. Mm -hmm. And so she drives and they just keep doing it. Like every, like every minute or so they keep flashing their brights at her and she's Mm -hmm. like getting really terrified so she pulls into her driveway and she gets out of her car ready to like Mm -hmm. like attack or whatever and she starts screaming and the car pulls up behind her gets out and starts yelling there's someone in your back seat oh god and she and then he like the person in the other truck gets out opens her back door and there's a guy laying in her back seat with a knife and, like, every time the person had flashed their brights, when they saw the shadow of this mm-hmm. guy raising up to, like, stab her. So that person following her, flashing their brights, saved her life. So this that is story, scary. it's so real. And that's why it's so it, scary. Yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. So before, when I get in my car every morning to leave for work... I put my bag in the back seat. Because then you know you've checked. So I know I have checked. Mm -hmm. I've done that ever since I turned 16 and got a car. I look in my back seat always. Because what are you going to do? Everyone should. Everyone should. Check your back seats, people. Yeah. It's terrifying. That even even made me feel scared. Because it's so real. It's so real. And we all have, like, the remote our car everyone locks and sets the alarm on the car but you never know no you really don't what if you get home you have groceries 
and you're carrying all your shit in, you can't click your clicker, you get in, you forget, right. boom, your car's not locked. Someone sneaks into your car and waits there till morning. That's right. Someone has stalked you, they know your routine, they have waited for you to forget. And if they know me, they know that's a high possibility. Jesus. I don't leave anything of value in my car. Mm -hmm. So if somebody were to break into it, I'm not super concerned. You're going to get some empty coffee cups, a lot of empty Cheeto bags. I'm that way with basements. Like, I know someone's down there. Oh, yeah. That's horrifying. Yeah. It could be a finished basement, and I think that. Like, a beautiful (laughs) finished basement. I'm like, there's someone down there. Someone's in there, isn't there? (laughs) That's our basement guy. You know. Yeah, just don't mind him. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. So, now we are going to dive into Cropsy. Mm. So, the legend of Cropsy was like a cautionary tale and, of course, a popular campfire scary story. And you know what? I have never sat at a campfire and told a scary story. Me either. No, that doesn't happen. No. We usually sat at a campfire and got high and it was just radio silent. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It was, I mean, of course, meant to scare people kids and people but it was also meant to keep children out of the woods mm-hmm. and from going into abandoned buildings and uh there was plenty of those on staten island yeah there's not really a clear date when the legend began and it's not clear if it has any basis in real life because i mean there are some things like that that piggyback off of each other Yeah, like a real event, but then it's exaggerated and then exaggerated and then exaggerated. Which then becomes something that you don't know if it was ever real in any way. Exactly. Um, But we do know that it's been popular in New York since like the 1930s. So it's been around for almost 100 years. And by that point, it seemed to be an established legend, so it's likely that it existed prior to the 30s, because if it was, I mean, it had to come from somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's just a little little background on that, but... Yes. Oh, so, the legend of Cropsy, it began on Staten Island, and the legend goes... That a crazed maniac lurked in the woods and had a hook for a hand. Some stories say that he's an axe-wielding maniac. So, I guess whichever is scarier, hook hand, axe. I think I'm going to go with axe. That is scarier to me. Anything that can slice really is scary. Yes. Bludgeoning is really horrifying to me. Absolutely Uh, it is. But a hook hand, uh, I don't know. Whichever you prefer to picture in your mind, go with that. So this crazed maniac lurked in the woods and waited for unsuspecting campers to wander by alone and then he would snatch them. And Cropsy was, of course... Out to get children only. Of course. A Um, boogeyman, if you will. Yes, he is the boogeyman of Staten Island. Ooh. Ooh. Um. (laughs) (laughs) We're so immature. Such children. So, in some iterations of the story, Cropsy himself had been a camper or a camp employee and was the victim of a cruel prank by other campers and became disfigured. In some versions, the prank includes a fire that burns him, and thus he is out for revenge on all campers. Oh, so weird. <laughs> that's so, yeah, that's such a... That's very specific. Very specific. Hmm. So, in one tale, Cropsy... There's also a variation in spelling from story to story, Cropsy with a C or Cropsy with a K. But in one 
version, Cropsey is a very respected member of society whose son died because of the actions of campers. And on each anniversary of his death, the dad returns, axe in hand, to claim the life of one unlucky camper. Oh, I like this. I really do. Yes. Are there any movies about Cropsey? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> because, yes, there is. So, two movies come up when you look for, when you look at information on Cropsey. The first um, is a 1981 slasher film called The Burning. Mm. Now, I did try and watch this. We found it on Amazon, but you have to do like a seven-day free trial of this package Jeez and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I would forget to cancel that. Absolutely. And then I would be paying for it. And so I was like, pump the brakes. Yeah. I'll just look for it at like Vintage Stock or something and watch it eventually. Yeah. But it's a an old slasher that draws inspiration directly from The Legend of Cropsey and the the killer in the burning is called Cropsey. Yeah. So it's clearly about this legend. And I did ask um, my, basically, the expert I know on horror films, which is Caleb. He said, it's a fun one. So um, he is a real movie aficionado in general mm -hmm. and a horror movie expert okay so he was the first person i asked and he said it was a fun one and i didn't know what to do with that information because yeah, that can go either way because it's from 1981 so you automatically assume it's a little cheesy a little corny yeah. but i'm like oh i don't know because you're a an actual like horror film like fanatic yeah He's seen them all. And this one is like obscure. No, yeah. I've never heard of it. Most people probably well, the haven't. Fact that I had to really ask. Exactly. I didn't know. So I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know <laughs> what it means that it's a fun one. So take that what, how you will. I don't know. If you um, watch it, let us know. Yeah. If you've seen The Burning, please let us know how yeah. it is. I'll eventually watch it. I'm going to try and find it. Hard copy. Um, so that's one no one's heard of. But then the other one that comes to mind that everyone has heard of is Friday the 13th. Of course. So, honestly, the first Friday the 13th, and I, I'm not going to say spoiler because this movie is from the 70s, and if you haven't seen it and this is going to spoil the surprise for you, well, too fucking bad. <laughs> This movie is older than most of us, uh, so I don't feel bad. So the first Friday the 13th is very much like the Cropsy with the dad out for revenge mm -hmm. because Jason Voorhees went to camp, drowned in the lake, and then his mom returned to Camp Crystal Lake and wreaked goddamn havoc. Right. So, but then in all of the other films, Jason himself is the axe-wielding maniac mm -hmm. at Camp Crystal Lake. So it's both versions of Cropsey are Friday the 13th. Yeah. So... Because Cropsey, I feel like, can relate to a... Like, y you picture, like, summer camp in your head. Yes. That's still Cropsey to me. Yes. I know, like, Cropsey isn't specific to... Whoops. Summer camp. It's just campers. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, Friday the 13th doesn't cite Cropsey as its inspiration for the story, but... It definitely takes It's so... I mean, it's so obvious. Yeah. It really is. Those are the two major <clears throat> films. Well, the one major film... What? How many fucking Jason movies are there? 40? Um, and The Burning isn't really a major film, but... Obviously, it's not. Yeah. I had never heard of it in my life. No. So, in other versions... Now, I haven't heard of, like, an urban legend with a lot of versions. Yeah. They're I, usually 
this is what it is. Yeah, I know. It's very weird that there are so many different versions. Obviously, the distinction between, like, some people say axe, some people say hook hand, that's whatever, but it's very, very Very different. different. Yeah. So, in this version, Cropsey was actually an escaped convict from prison or an asylum and was a maniac with a hook hand who lived in the ruins of an ab- the abandoned Willowbrook Mental Institution on Staten Island, getting very Shutter Island vibes. Yeah. Um, even though there wasn't, like, a slasher yeah. on that. But this particular one will come up again when we talk about the real-life Cropsey. Dun-dun-dun. It's just weird. I feel like this is very diverse. Um, And you can't just tell... You can't just tell the story of Cropsey. Right, exactly. Um, I do think that the first versions we talked about from as early as the 1930s or probably even before that a little, those were very summer camp... Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Like and cut then and dry. Cut and dry, summer camp maniac, killing people. Mm-hmm. Snatcher. I think because the second version, the second, the very different version with the mental institution, I think that came up because Willowbrook Mental Institution closed in like the late 60s. Mm-hmm. And so I think probably this version came up when it closed. Yeah. So people were very concerned about people from the mental institution being on the loose. Right. So that's probably why it changed so much. But still, it's very weird that it didn't just become its own. Yeah. Like. Exactly. Leave Cropsey over here at summer camp mm-hmm. and then create a new one for, for Willowbrook. Yeah. Because they really are very different. That's very different. That's two different scenarios. Wildly different scenarios. Weird. Yeah. So, I mean, like we said earlier, um, this it was pop. It was a popular scary scary story that was told around campfires and in like the bunk houses at sleepaway camps. Um, but it was also a story that parents would tell their children in order to keep them out of the woods and make sure that they wouldn't be out after dark which is so messed up super messed like, up i'll say things like you need to stay next to me someone could snatch you yeah but i'm not like there's someone in the woods yeah and he's gonna come slash you to death if you go outside yeah what you better get home before dark because that's when Cropsey comes out with his hook hand to snatch little children. Like, <laughs> goddamn. Okay, <laughs> no, don't say that. That's Just worse. Don't. That's worse than the scary stories to tell in the dark being in the children's library. Yeah, way worse. <laughs> way worse. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! The name Cropsey is interesting. And I asked myself, where the fuck did the name Cropsey come from? Yes. Because it's, when I hear Cropsey before I read about Cropsey, I was thinking of crop circles. I was thinking like of a killer scarecrow. Okay, I could see that. I mean, hey, that is from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. The scarecrow that comes to life. His name was Harold, though. Harold. It's very unassuming. Dude, that story, we just read it. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe that story is in a children's book. Please look up the story of Harold from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. It's simply horrifying. I, is it still in school libraries? I ha- I have to believe it has. it is not there it anymore. Can't. I mean, when I was little... They had scary stories to tell in the dark in the library, but there was a big uproar about having Harry Potter there. Yeah. You can't have Harry Potter because it's it's witchcraft and it's evil. But let's put in this story, scary stories book that talks about a disembodied arm that eats itself. It's fine. <laughs> They'll be fine with that one, but we don't want them reading about witches. 
Real cool, thanks. Anyway, <laughs> so obviously there's no clear answer about where the name came from, but the surname Cropsey did begin appearing in historical records in colonial New York. So it's the last name of Cropsey is old. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems to have been fairly common historically in that New England area. Okay. Um, so one notable person is Jasper Francis Cropsey. And he was alive from February 1823 to April 1900. So he old as shit. And this could have been the time frame that the legend of Cropsey actually originated. Because he been. died in 1900. Perfect time frame. Um, but Jasper was an important American landscape artist from the Hudson River School. Um, he had been born on a farm in Rossville, Staten Island. So he's from Staten Island. He died in 1900. He was an artist, which isn't relevant to the urban legend but and his last name was Cropsey and his last name was Cropsey and um one very cool factoid at the end we'll kind of wrap this all up with Jasper so he was the oldest of eight children and plagued by poor health his whole life which is why he taught himself to draw and became a very influential artist what is really notable about Jasper is that he is from Staten Island and he's buried in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. Ooh. Creepy. I love that. Um, so this is the Sleepy Hollow that we all know. Mm-hmm. And obviously Johnny Depp was in the film. Duh. So he is connected to Cropsey, but also the Headless Horseman legend. Yeah. So Jasper Cropsey is all, all over the legends right now. That's so weird. So weird. So, if you are in the New York area and you want to pop over to Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, you can view Jasper Francis Cropsey's headstone, probably. That's, like, the first thing I would probably do. Yeah. Yeah. If I was, if I were to ever visit, I would definitely want to pop into Sleepy Hollow. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I'll leave a pumpkin on his grave. <laughs> cool, huh? So, as we have said, the actual origin of the Cropsey legend are unknown, as in um, the time period. However, in the 1980s, a series of disappearances and murders became the real-life Cropsey. So July 10th of 1972, five-year-old Alice Pereira went missing while she was playing in her neighborhood just a few miles away from Willowbrook, and Alice was never seen again. On July 15th, 1981, seven-year-old Holly Ann Hughes went missing and her parents filed a missing persons report and several witnesses actually claimed to have seen her with a man shortly before her disappearance. However, there was no actual evidence and her remains have never been found. Two years later, in 1983, 11-year-old Tyahese Jackson went missing And not long after, in 1984, 21-year-old Hank Gaforio also vanished. Now, that's a big, like, age difference. difference. I think reports have said that Hank Gaforio was mentally disabled. Mm -hmm. So, he was an easy target for a predator. Yeah. Residents on Staten Island obviously became incredibly concerned, especially because there wasn't anyone suspected of, you know, no one had any idea who could be doing this, which I feel like is probably common across any area that people are disappearing in. Right. In 1987, 12-year-old Jennifer Schweiger went missing. And Jennifer was born with Down syndrome, and the search for her lasted 35 days, which is a long search. Yeah. A long search. Long search. And eventually her body was found in a shallow grave on the property of the abandoned Willowbrook Institution. 
coincidence? Whoa. So these disappearances are all linked to one man, Andre Rand. Yeah. And who is Andre Rand? Well, he was a custodian at none other than Willowbrook Mental Institution. In the 1960s, he worked there until it was closed. Now, this facility was for children with disabilities and funded by the state of New York. Mm-hmm. It was eventually closed due to officials observing questionable conditions and, quote, unorthodox medical practices. Well, that's not surprising. No, not surprising at all. There is a Cropsey documentary from 2009 that actually shows very disturbing footage from inside the facility, and it's discussed how awful the conditions were. It's said that the smell was horrifying, and this is, of course, very of the times for treatment of people with mental health issues and disabilities, Mm -hmm. Um, wildly disturbing and enraging. Oh, yeah. You know, people that had mental health issues and disabilities were often experimented on, and it was, oh, the footage. I watched part of this documentary, and it was, because it wasn't really, the documentary isn't actually about the legend of Cropsey. It's mostly about Andre Rand and Mm -hmm. the missing people. So, since we weren't covering those cases specifically and this is about Cropsey I didn't really it wasn't all super relevant so I did wasn't like taking notes but the scenes that it shows of the Willowbrook institution really made me want to vomit I can already imagine yeah and these are kids even like it's obviously it's horrible children or adult but Mm -hmm. Children? Oh, it's so bad. So when Willowbrook closed, obviously Rand lost his job. Um, And in the time between the closing of the facility and the early 70s, several young children in the area went missing. So suspicious. Rand was consistently a suspect in these disappearances because he had a rap sheet and his criminal background actually included a 10-month incarceration for child abduction, um, which, why is that 10 months? Um, and tell me why he was not allowed to work at an institution full of children. Um, these are questions. These are valid questions. Yeah. That we'll never have an answer for. No, of course not. Mm-mm. No. No no one was concerned that he spent 10 months incarcerated for abducting, abducting a child? No. Nah. It's fine. No, nah, it's fine. So even though he was suspected in the vanishings and even was even said to be the, the man mm-hmm. seen with Holly Hughes, um, there was no evidence solid enough connecting him to these disappearances to charge or arrest him. Until... Jennifer Schweiger. So Rand was initially arrested and charged with kidnapping Jennifer. Um, There were witnesses who had seen her go with him. Yeah. So, and later when her remains were found, he was charged with her murder. Um, In 1988, the jury didn't feel there was enough evidence to render a guilty verdict on the charge of murder, but he did, they did convict him of first degree kidnapping. Uh, So. Okay. I feel like (laughs) if you are sure there's enough evidence that he kidnapped her and then she's also, her remains are found and she was clearly murdered. I don't get how you can convict on the one and it not lead to the other. Yeah, like, oh, someone else must have done that. Yeah. He kidnapped her, but someone else must have killed her. Yeah. Hm. I mean. Okay. All right. Okay. Ooh. Um, so in 2004, 
he was convicted of killing, not killing. He was convicted of kidnapping Holly Hughes. Um, and he was sentenced to 25 years to life for both charges, the kidnapping for Jennifer Schweiger and kidnapping for Holly Hughes. He will be eligible for parole in 2037. He will be 93 if he lives that long. I don't know. 2037 sounds like a fake year. (laughs) It does sound like a fake year. Mm -hmm. That's, well. It's really crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what old, like, 80s movie talked about the year. I feel like there's an 80s movie that talked about the year 2020, and it was, like, very futuristic. But that's Uh, how 1984 is. Like, that book, the version of 1984 that they're living in is, like, really big brother futuristic. Yeah. Wild. And then you think of actual 1984, not quite. No. Maybe it's... Tron? Like the original Tron? I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So, he has not been charged in relation to the other missing children, but he kind of remains the man linked to their disappearances. And there have been questions over the years as to Rand's mental stability. I mean, clearly. Clearly. There are a few photos of him appearing to be in a catatonic state and drooling while being escorted to and from court, and some suggest that he has an undiagnosed mental illness, and this is very probable. Right. So. Yeah. Either way, whether or not he has diminished mental capacity or not, he definitely is a danger. Mm Mm-hmm. And certainly does not need to be at large no because before he worked at willowbrook he had already served time for abducting a child post willowbrook clearly he -hmm. was back at it again doing the same thing god only knows what he did while he worked at willowbrook yeah he was with a bunch of children who had Diminished mental capacity. Yeah, and it's not like there was an adult with every single child. Yeah, and they clearly didn't really care about the well-being of these children because they were shut down for bad practice. Mm -hmm. So he essentially operated there with free reign. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It was the perfect job for him. Yes. And he didn't leave it either. Mm -hmm. After it closed, he like, lived in the woods around, like, on the old Willowbrook property. Fucking A. Like, he had, like, little camps set up in there. Like, yes. Very creep, creep-tastic. He's cropsy. He, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's real life cropsy. God. He, and I think, like, because he started doing this in the 60s and that's probably right around the time that parents are like don't go in the woods Mm -hmm. don't go in the abandoned buildings in the woods because this fucking dude was out there yeah he was really out there literally out there he didn't have a hook hand but he was out there ready to snatch oh so weird oh so so weird so creepy so that was really fun yeah that's that last part, not the funnest. It got the, a little heavy. It got a little heavy at the end, but we tried to gloss over it. Yeah. We didn't want to linger on that. No. But the story of Cropsy is a super fun story to tell. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about slashers. Fuck yeah. We got to talk about the stories that really fucked us up as children mm-hmm. and adults. There's a Blair Witch Project game. Like? A video game. Like on Xbox. That's I've weird. heard it's pretty intense. Really? Yeah. Keegan started playing it like sometime last year or something Hmm. but he didn't go very far in it Mm -hmm. but i've heard it's pretty good i love the blair witch project i actually i just i don't know i'm weird about horror films i am i am picky too like i watched the blair witch project and i just didn't believe it i know it's not real like obviously it's not real but i just was like what are they doing? Why? I think I think I believed it when I saw it when I was much younger. Yeah. So that's what made me like it so much. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen it, though. 
Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was young. I watched it really not too long after it came out. Mm-hmm. I was probably like 10 or 11, but I was like, first of all, why are we so close to your face? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of snot happening and I'm not into it. <laughs> I think that distracted me and I couldn't, and you, there wasn't like, I wanted to see the witch. I know. That's, I think. I know. This, the, dis, me being distracted by all of the bodily liquids coming out of this person's face. Don't make me laugh right now. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so I was distracted by that, really. And also, I just was waiting for the witch. I'm like, yeah. Where is she? I want to see her. Come on. Like, yeah. Where is she? I get that. Um, so I think that is why I didn't like it. I just, I wanted to believe it, and I, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Paranormal Activity. Ugh, I get me started on Paranormal I, Activity. I've only seen the first. Some people tell me, oh, you have to watch the fourth one. That one's actually scary. But I watched it, and I was like, this is the most boring shit I've ever seen. I feel that way a lot about scary movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of, like, it. I just kind of sit there, and I'm like, is this going to be scary? Yeah. Like, when, when is it going to, like, I think the last scary movie we watched was The Nun. Mm, yeah, I've not seen any of those. Don't. Yeah. I, it ended, and I literally was like, was that the movie? Yeah. Like, that was the movie everyone's talking about? Nothing happened. Yeah. That's disappointing. There is one that we watched, and I'm going to try to figure out what it is, because it's pretty good. Yeah. It's very different. Um. I, I don't want to say that I was scared, but it like, it kind of had my heart racing a little bit in a mm-hmm. couple of spots. I think you would like it. I'll have to send it to you. Yeah. I, I really like, I really like a slasher. I always have. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Friday the 13th. They're probably, Friday the 13th and, and Halloween are the two like horror franchise films that I really enjoy always. Mm-hmm. No, Jason in space. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to watch that. Freddy versus Jason. Also, no thanks. But I'm also not super into Freddy Krueger. That whole thing I just didn't really love. Um, but Halloween and Friday the 13th. I like all of those. I think maybe I like Halloween a lot because I like Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I fucking love her. We We've talked about this. And they heard it in the last episode. They did. Yeah. Uh, so I love that kind of a scary movie. Mm-hmm. I also like a haunting. like I do too. The And like demon possession haunting. Like Insidious. I, yes. I Conjuring. Liked, I really liked Insidious. I, I enjoy those. Dakota doesn't love those ones. He's, really? He's more of like a slasher. Okay. Uh, we watched the newer, ha- I think the newest Halloween movie in like the Halloween season. Yeah. And it's from like 2018 where Jamie Lee Curtis actually is in it again. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Um, But there are a lot of them that I just can't. I did like the new It movies. I liked both of them a lot. Mm-hmm. The second one was really long. Could have been shorter. But I liked both of them. I felt like they made Pennywise much scarier. Yeah. And I was into it. Yeah. Um, He's very creepy in that movie. So creepy. I went and saw both of them in theaters with my brother. Because, like, his baby mama, mm-hmm. his girlfriend, Rachel, she they're basically, like, married. They're not married, but. Yeah. I'll call her my sister-in-law. Um, she's not a scary movie gal. So when he wants to go see a scary movie, he always asks me yeah. to go with him. So, um, we went and saw both of the new it movies together and I liked him. Yeah. They were worth seeing on the big screen for sure. I'm not really into clowns. Yeah. The whole concept. I just am not a fan of honestly. Yeah. I get that for but- sure. I'm not not into, like, other clown movies. Right. Like, it, that's where I... That's that's, it. That's it. Don't. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, yeah. I don't know. I think 
I'm trying to think of the when I was younger, the movie Leprechaun. Ugh. The yeah. first one really freaked me out when I was little. I watched like all the Chucky movies when I was younger, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, I we watched Chucky a lot. It never so scared dumb. me though. They yeah. were really dumb. They were really dumb, but yeah, I they never scared me. Um, Sis, our resident Coneheads fan, she was scared of everything, everything. <clears throat> so. She she couldn't watch the scary movies with the rest of us. Yeah, because she would like not sleep, and I would wake up with her standing over me, staring at me, trying to get in my bed. Oh, that's creepy. Yeah, she was a she was creeptastic as a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, goodness. Yeah, but we we didn't help. You know, yeah. we we would instigate her being scared a lot. Oh yeah, I'm sure. You know, sorry, sis. But she's, like, she's a super hard ass now. Well, there you go. You're welcome. Sorry and you're welcome. This was really fun. Yes, this was a fun one. I definitely want to do this again. Um, You know. So maybe go watch a scary movie tonight. Tell us what your fave is. Yes. That would be super fun. As always, Haley and Ariel, you guys are creative fucking geniuses. We love you so much. And um, without you, this would be pretty boring, very lame. And we would have just created some weird ass logo to put on the the music at first would have just been super awkward. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We would have definitely not been able to nail it. Oh, oh no. Mm. Not at all. Nope. Nope. So um, if you like to help us out. You can obviously subscribe and share the show. Yes. You can rate us five stars. No less. Um, yeah. I mean, even if you aren't into the show. Just do it anyway. Just rate five stars and then leave us a critique in the reviews. Yeah. With a five star. And just move on after that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be real nice. Yeah. You know, like, hey... I don't like either one of your voices, but here's five stars. I can deal with that. <laughs> um, or you can just love us. Yeah. You know. That too. That, that'd be great. Um, follow our socials. Yes. We have Instagram at what if I told you pod. Facebook, what if I told you podcast. Our TikTok. <laughs> our TikTok is what if I told you podcast? Right? I think so. It is. It, it is. is. And our Gmail is what if I told you podcast at gmail.com. We are available 24 7, 24 hours a day for your needs. We're here for your needs. Please send us an email about them. Mm-hmm. So that's it, you guys. That is it. And. Just want you to be kind out there and stay weird. Okay, goodbye. Bye.